Welcome, my Chicana and Latina moms. This space has been created only for you, solo para nosotras, Chicanas and Latina moms. In these episodes that I share with you, I talk about self-care and self-love and how to empower your being. You are not alone, and this is a revolución. We will continue to fight, fight for what is right for our being, starting with our own mental health, to be able to help and inspire those in need, starting with ourselves, our kids, our family, our community. I hope you enjoy all of these episodes that I record for you with all of my corazón para todas mis hermanas, Chicanas and Latina moms. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms. ¿Cómo están? Thank you so much for being here. We have a Chingona guest speaker today, and her name is Georgina. Hola, Georgina. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, good. This weather is so crazy and so weird. It's wild. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, okay, it's rainy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and then it's like, okay, it's still hot, but why is it not cold? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, I always love to start as like for you to share a little bit about yourself to our um, listeners. Sure. So I'm Georgina, or... For my mom, she would always call me Georgina. Mm-hmm. Um, I adjusted that and growing up and, you know, my mom would call me Georgina, but I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I practice in Southern California and I'm stepping out into um, coaching because there is such a need all across the nation and I've had a lot of inquiries because the topics that I address regarding generational hurt and inner child healing has been so relevant to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, I've actually seen a lot of uh, therapists um, Mm -hmm. that are, you know, therapists and life coach and that's pretty cool. So then, um, so what did you get first, the life coach or you or your Therapy. My license, yeah, oh, okay. my therapist license, yeah. Um, after some time uh, of being in the field, I've just noticed the the difficulties that people have with just getting any support, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody who is Latina, somebody who um, has similar experiences to them. So yes. now I'm realizing and I'm feeling comfortable with transitioning and offering, you know, whether it is workshops, one-on-one um, type of coaching support, because once we have a license, we have that opportunity to expand into other things. Yes. Yes. The beauty yeah. of it. Which definitely. Is amazing. Yeah. That is so good. So yeah. where are your parents from? My parents are actually both from Arranchito in Zacatecas, mm. Mexico. Um, that's where they met. And they always joke around that um, 
my dad liked my mom and my mom didn't like him. Oh. <laughs> un chiquillo this and she would make fun of him. Um, but they ended up together once they immigrated to the United States. So they ended up in a um, similar area in Compton, California. Mm-hmm. And pues ahí, you know, se conoce toda la gente. Mm-hmm. And once they were adults, they got together. And now they have five children. Oh, wow. So <laughs> yeah. like... So, like, they met in Mexico, but then they, yeah. they immigrated separately. Se juntaron otra vez. Oh, yeah. my God. That is so mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> <laughs> y el destino. Even though your mom was, like, fighting it. She's no, like, no. Que chiquillo esto. And I was like, wow, look at you now, mom, with five kids. <laughs> I know. That's so cool. That's an awesome story. Yes. So, okay. And um, how many kids do you have? I have one daughter. I'm... My first daughter, I had her back in December, so she's one of the COVID babies um, <laughs> of the many babies that are being born right now. Um, so, yeah, I have the one right now. Oh, so, yeah, parenting is tough, right? Definitely, yes. but it's so rewarding as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, so, um, <clears throat> okay, so we will be talking today about parenting while hurting and and how our history right impacts our parenting approaches and obviously yes. linked to all that generational trauma so yes. why do you find this topic so like important and obviously it is but like why for you like yeah. why do you gravitate to yeah. that yeah well you know interestingly um Obviously, becoming a parent was very, is very parenting for, uh, very triggering for a lot of us. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's so close to home now for me, um, that I, I recently had my daughter, it just brought up so much stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, being a therapist myself, it's like, oh, I've addressed it. Oh, it's fine, you know. But now going through it and um, going through the the memories of some of my childhood and going through the memories of um, not only my childhood, but the memories that I have of, like, the stories of what my mom and dad used to tell me that they went through in their childhood, it just, it, como... If you were to put it all in a package, like it all came unraveling um, for me. And I know now for a lot of parents um, when either they're pregnant or they're having their children, because it's such a triggering experience, that thing that we thought, you know, was in the past or doesn't bother us anymore. Here it is again, whether it is worries about money, um, any abuse that you have experienced and this triggering, like, am I going to be able to protect my child? I mean, the list that goes on about um, the potential triggers that happen in parenting. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All of these things that, you know, our parents went through and then they didn't heal. So then they hand them over. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, like this is suffocating. So we want to, we want to be able to shift, um, this path yes. to it more in like in a more loving not not that our parents didn't love us it's just that they gave us the best way what they could mm-hmm. but you know we want to we want to do a little bit more better for sure yeah right so yeah and mm-hmm. definitely that piece of like um being able to hold space and like especially maybe as we have more awareness that stories matter and that our family's stories matter and that 
if they remain untold, um, they're going to be ghosts and they're going to linger around us in a way where they are impacting us and they are heavy on us and we may not even notice. So the more, um, uh, whether it's my own experience or working with clients, it is um, uh, addressing and confronting some of those ghosts in our past. Um, And, you know, it's a specific type of training that I have um, in child parent psychotherapy, but um, also addressing the angels or like what supported us, what mm-hmm. nos auxilió, que nos apoyó, que nos salvó a que estuviéramos here today, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just not look at all the negative, right? But there's those positives because there's that resilience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, let's say, right, you have a client in front of you. Maybe you've had them in this similar scenario where they hold on, they hold on to their faith and they leave it all up to God and they, they don't really seem to want to do the work because they feel it, they leave it up to the faith, um, Mm -hmm. which is nothing wrong, but I mean, um, you know what I'm saying? Like where they're just holding on to that and, and they say their childhood was perfect. Like their parents did the best, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're just like, don't want to even acknowledge that yeah. they actually hurt as a child. Have you, I'm sure you've come yeah. across people like oh, that, yes. right? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really, senora? But yeah. Of course, as a, as, a, um, as a therapist, we can't take that role. You know, it is really the, the um, trying to validate and trying to still um, have uh, this person in front of me tell me this, their story. Um, but what I end up doing with that it, is I would switch it then. I would talk about um, uh, the resiliency first versus the trauma, and I would address their connection to God, their connection to their spirituality, and I would address all of those things in a very positive and continue with that. Um, and then eventually I would say, um, given that this is, um, I, I'm wondering, you know, mm-hmm. um, that all of these things that happen to our community, I would say, I wouldn't say to them specifically, okay. I would generalize it to our community uh, that we hear about um, all these things that happen to children. Um, what might that be like for those people? And then starting to get some, some, um, I mean, I'm just trying to get my yeah. foot out the door because um, how, what happened to this person, right? Um, that they learned to neglect and to just shut themselves down for anything that they have ever been through. That they don't deserve to complain, that they don't deserve to um, express themselves, that it should all be given away um, uh, to our our belief system and that's it. And like, I I don't have any power in this, right? It really tells us about a lot about what what they may be going through internally. Yeah, yeah. It's hard though, because I mean, I it, it's really hard to, especially uh, before I used to be a lot, oh, pues tú no tienes hijos, tú no sabes, Georgina. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and now I'm like, I have a daughter now. Do I have any brownie points? Does this yeah. make me any, my foot in the door in any other way? <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you were, you know, we were all children, 
right? So we've yeah. had that that lens um, as a child, right? Yeah. Growing up with parents who were not able to, unfortunately, maybe provide that emotional support. So that mm-hmm. we can hold on to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're right because a lot of you know um, my history is working with children, so it's really um, uh, holding space that they may not be ready right now, mm-hmm. but that as long as they keep showing up and exploring and being curious as we would in a childlike way, um, then they will at least feel safe enough to show up. They will at yeah. least feel safe enough to tell me about their spirituality, which is huge because. Um, for a lot of people that's shunned or that's something that they can't talk about everywhere. So if it's the space for that, um, to build that rapport, but eventualmente, you know, hopefully yeah. they, they open up. Yeah. So I think also like, you know, what you're saying, if someone has a difficult time just admitting and, you know, like, okay, see, see, see. Mi mamá, mi papá me hizo sentir así y pues siento like guilt, right? And, yeah. and compartir eso porque los quiero mucho, pero pues sí, a la misma vez también la regaron. Like, it's okay, yeah. right? Like, exactly. Yeah. And that, that, like you said, it's this um, uh, common thing in our community of um, they did the best they could, accept it, move on keep going but our bodies are telling us otherwise our sleep is telling us otherwise like everything else is telling us this actually really impacts us if we just slow down and listen like our bodies will tell us our mm, dreams nightmares will tell us that we aren't past the things that have happened to us yeah yeah what are some common like symptoms and behaviors that our listeners can kind of, you know, assess like if they're mm-hmm. in a space of denial or they're just stuck and they're like, man, maybe that's not me, you know, but what are some common yeah. symptoms and behaviors that you've seen? Yeah, definitely. The thinking is one of them. Um, seeing our parents in all or nothing, they were either um, in their perception, all good or they're, they perceive that we, the therapists, are trying to make them all bad. Like, that's not at all what our intention is. Mm-hmm. Um, so all or nothing thinking, the black and white thinking, if, you, if you're experiencing a lot of that, like, tiene que ser una manera correcta o incorrecta, that tends to be one of the ways as far as our thinking. Um, also fixating on certain things so our thoughts rapidly kind of going into the same topics or or we are noticing us also talking about the same thing you know cuando sale el chisme we're always talking about no pues esa persona esto no pues esta persona otro mm-hmm. so we start to look at themes and things that keep coming up right if we're constantly talking about others or La generación de hoy es muy sensible. Uh, I was beat up and hit as a child. Yo salí bien. Those mm-hmm. types of things. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> Give me an hour of session and like this stuff will come out, you know? Yeah. Um, and you, I'm sure you have experienced that. Yeah. Like, hey, no, no, no salimos tan bien como pensamos. Yeah. Um, that, and then definitely the somatic or the body experiences for a lot of my clients, it's 
ya ni se dan cuenta, it's tension in the shoulders, mm -hmm. it's tension um, in the chest when they're talking about certain topics. It's their stomach um, hecha bolas and like, no mm -hmm. saben qué hacer, pero ya se ha convertido como normal. Um, so definitely the body experiences and then de atiro casi todo en mis clientes, in some way they have a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep, um, or they're having nightmares, mm. especialmente para um, um, anteriormente que miraba más inmigrantes yo, uh, ahora miro a los hijos de inmigrantes, pero ante, mm. anteriormente era que no podían descansar y que estaban teniendo malos sueños sobre su pasado. That was oh, a big, yeah. big one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So when, when it comes to dreams, because I know everyone can interpret dreams in different mm -hmm. ways right mm -hmm. so um if someone has a repetitive dream of like maybe resentment towards their mm -hmm. father or mother and mm -hmm. it's ongoing and they ask pues porque sigo teniendo estos sueños y ya tengo 40 y algo años or whatever you know how do you explain that yeah so although i don't interpret necessarily the dreams i do um hold space for themes so oh suena su papá usted mucho or you know things like yeah. that mm -hmm. um uh, vamos a explorarlo e, y ver qué, qué mensaje usted le da y podemos explorar mm -hmm. um pero um in regards to you know, holding space for like processing that. Um, like let's say a 40 year old me is experiencing this and like that happened when I was a child, that would mean we would have to honor the child Mm -hmm. that hurt yeah. that hurt child that is ex that is telling us like no this really hurt us or we still think about this we would have to honor that child and in in some way in professional like have a therapist for this and yeah. some way go back and tell that child that story of what happened cuando teníamos este, estos años esto pasó y nos asustamos mucho or um nos sentimos que no valíamos la pena para, para vivir con nuestra familia, whatever the situation is, you know? Yeah. Um, because only then can we start to soothe and like parent or caregive that child back to kind of um, health. Yeah. Yeah. It's so It's really hard. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. I find myself also talking to clients. And even when I personally did my own, like, healing, I mean, we're all, yeah. I think, still on the journey, right? But it's yes. just, like, even of, of having a client to get a picture when they were little, oh, oh man, it's so deep. Just by looking at it, ni dicen nada, nomás se les quedan viendo, and it's just so deep, ¿verdad? Porque así está la herida, right? Yes. Yeah. And it gives me chills when you say that because... Me hace pensar como que separado está uno, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. De uh, los pensamientos y, y las cosas del pasado that we just want to, queremos olvidar. And a lot of people, you know, in what you were referencing earlier, like how do you manage and how do you do, a lot of people like, they think they did a, they do a really good job by ignoring and moving forward and staying busy, pero 
life and our inner child, Caista, you know? Yeah, yeah. Insistiendo, like, me miras, o voy a salir, and it's going to come out in an explosive thing, or in a crying outburst, pero me vas a mirar, because that's what, how children communicate. Yeah, yeah. That is so truly right. how they communicate to us. I have a need. Yeah. And los niños no se esperan. Ellos necesitan, si quieren comer, and mm -hmm. tell me that I have my little daughter at home now. <laughs> yeah, they're like now. You know, now, the, the now. Yeah. yeah. It's not until they get older that they learn how to regulate and they learn to wait and to have patience. Pero yeah, exactly. Um, the earlier the the trauma, the earlier the difficulty. Of course, pues más vamos a ver dysregulation in in our adult bodies. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And like when you were saying olvidar, um, I always remember that the word vida is in between in there. I don't know if you noticed, right? O-L-V-I-D-A-R. La, la palabra vida está en, en medio de esa palabra de olvidar. So we have yeah. to remember that la vida sigue. Y si hay situaciones en nuestras vidas que pues fueron difíciles, like there's, a, I always say like, you know, there's, we can figure something out. Like you yeah. have all the answers within you, right? Yes. That, that, yes. I mean, that's what therapy is, right? We don't tell the clients mm -mm. do this, do that, but their answers are within them. And like what you were saying, mm -hmm. right? Honor the child first. So if, yes. if someone is still stuck, not, not being okay with knowing that it, Hey, you're right. My parent didn't mess up and I didn't appreciate, it, but I, that doesn't take away that. I, I don't love them anymore. So yeah. we have to get through that first, you think, or what, mm -hmm. what is your input on that? The guilt that, that we feel is, yeah. is what you're referring to. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that um, the, the um, process of therapy is one where we're constantly testing and we're testing to see, um, it's a back and forth, you know, we're testing to see, can this therapist hold space? Can, um, can I go there to those places, you know? So um, although clients and even myself and maybe even you, like we still feel guilty sometimes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We're still stepping out of our comfort. We're still like, let's say, tenemos la terapeuta, even though we feel guilty about talking about some of those things. So I wouldn't say it has to be fully resolved and that you shouldn't feel that anymore for you to still be deserving of this space and um, exploration. Porque a lot of therapy and mental health is this curiosity and exploration that life has been one way, but I mean, like maybe it can be different. Mm -hmm. Just even that like consideration, maybe you know, I feel guilty about talking about my family and like, maybe I shouldn't be airing out our stuff, but yeah. maybe, you know, like there's a different way or there's something que me puedo desahogar or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so there's a lot of that. And, and I wanted to quickly mention about the honoring, uh, the honoring the child. Mm -hmm. Nuestra comunidad tiene, pues tenemos reputación, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we don't honor children in general. Uh -huh. Les pegamos, les corregimos, les decimos, tú te sientas, tú me haces, and I'm like snapping my fingers. Tú, yeah. you listen to me and no me cuestiones, no... Um, so we don't, in general, in our community, have that honoring of mm -hmm. our of our children. Um, but if we connect more, um, what will happen is you will have empathy for your inner child. Pero tenemos que reconocer que en nuestra comunidad hay mucho um, que tiene que ver en 
um, shutting our children up, y que no lloren, y que esto, y que mm-hmm. otro. So, so in honoring, I mean, explore why it's hard for us also to honor our inner children yeah. and to be patient with them. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, definitely. And, mm-hmm. you know, when a parent... So what does it look like in a parent when they're hurting? Like, what does their parenting style look like? And then what does it look like when the parent is able to then be mindful of like, okay, I I understand myself. And how does that shift of parenting start to look like then after? Yes. Yes. Um, What it looks like before, um, it looks like a lot of screaming or let's say potentially for depending on the parent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it, it can look like a lot of screaming. It can look like physically disciplining your children, either um, navigadas, either um, hitting with a belt, with objects. Um, so it can look like that. It can also look like not involved. Mm-hmm. Like an inability to be present and engaged with your child. That you don't take interest in your children. It can also look like trabajas todo el tiempo and you're not um, another caregiver mom or um, grandparent is the primary caregiver of that child because it's too triggering or too dysregulating. Mm-hmm. As you transition into um, uh, nurturing and tending to yourself, uh, what I end up noticing is parents who are more playful Yeah, <laughs> because uh, if if they're understanding where their child is coming from, it's like, oh, you wanted to see if all that water could go on that desk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. You wanted to see how it splashes and you wanted to see, and and I'm saying it because it's my reality right now. I'm like, oh, you're, we're just trying to see how much of Mm -hmm. that you can splash around. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it becomes playful and it becomes humorous. And, um, I, I have found myself being like, Ay, haz un tiradero, like almost encouraging because I understand now that it's um, for development and they're they're wanting to learn how to do something or something like that. Yeah. So it may become more playful. You may become more patient. Now, obviously, eventually there has to be reglas and yeah. boundaries, but they have to be developmentally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Para mi hija que tiene nueve meses, yeah i i have to determine then how much water i serve her to spill out yeah you know Um, (laughs) yeah but i end up being um a little bit more flexible in what i allow because i'm understanding and she has to have fun and yeah um, so i end up being more understanding of her uh, milestones um but but uh, mis clientes que tienen hijos and they have teenagers, mm-hmm. they start to be curious what stage of development are they at and what are they trying to accomplish and how can I support yeah. them rather than, yes, se me reveló and, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. He's not going to listen at all or something like that. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. as, like, what you're sharing, right? Like, once a parent is able to be mindful of, like, wow, I do have things I need to work on, and I have been hurting for too long, that como que se me yes. sale costumbre. Once you're able to realize that and start shifting slowly and surely at, at your pace, right? At the person parent's yes. pace, not at anyone else's, but um, patience and takes time. That's why I've always shared with my clients, like, you know, time itself doesn't heal. What what heals no. is the implementation of what you do during the time. 
Right? Like, mm -hmm. you're when, right. Yeah. And for a lot of my clients, like, it's like it just, like, the trauma just happened. Exactly. Uh -huh. It hasn't been digested. It hasn't been, we haven't done anything for that trauma, which, you know, if they're coping through whatever it is that they're coping with, you know, let's get that protective skill that has got them to be 40 years old. I'm like, no, like, we're going to take our time. It takes, um, it takes time and, and let's, let's explore together and let's build a relationship so that they can trust me enough, just yeah. enough, para tener esa curiosidad that maybe it can be different. Yeah. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. so right. So yeah. what are three like tips that you can give to the listeners as to um, how they can maybe start? Because maybe there's a lot that are just, ni se donde empezar, you know? Yeah, well, they're listening to this podcast, so that's a great start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because the, um, the topics on here are so relevant. I've gone back and listened to some of the other um, podcasts that you've posted, and this mm -hmm. is like, the fact that it's even available and like yeah. you can access this is amazing for, for so many in our community. Um, so definitely um, uh, listening to more things, mm -hmm. um, uh, following more things online that where we feel seen and connected. Um, second is being honest with yourself. Um, and what I mean by that is even if we're not ready to share with a therapist or with a friend or anything like that, uh, being honest with ourselves, whether that is in journaling or um, in spiritual conversation, whatever it is, as long as we're being honest with ourselves about how much this has impacted us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. yes, maybe... Um, we moved on in these ways, but but really being honest with ourselves that even though it shouldn't impact us anymore, it still does. So having mm -hmm. some grace and some opportunity for that. And then third, um, I, I think honoring our inner child, but also uh, beyond that, honoring our current experiences. Uh, a lot of times what comes with that is um, honoring rage and honoring like mm -hmm. that has been silent Yeah. and dormant for a long time and i'm like oh it's gonna come out now yeah so i would say those things um uh in obviously if we can do it in a safe way porque um, a therapist can lead you in and doing those things in a safe way pero um acknowledging that we do have a lot of that in our community yeah definitely See, mm -hmm. chancla voladora and things like that are just like, uh, we don't want to do that, uh -huh. <laughs> you uh -huh. know. But yeah, those are yeah. great tips, and um, it takes it takes patient time, verdad? Y pues, todos podemos, todas podemos. It is so possible. And the beauty here is that like, um, there's so many therapists, females and males, yeah. who are Latinos or Chicanos and Chicanas, right, that are mm -hmm. able to provide that space and can relate to the culture and the upbringings, right? Because there's a reason why we're in this field ourselves, you know? Yes. We have our yes. stories. So, but yeah, thank you so much, Orkina, for your knowledge and for what you do. I know you mm -hmm. mentioned working with a lot of um, individuals, you know, like immigrants mm -hmm. and children of immigrants and yeah it's it's awesome 
So wish you the best, definitely. And um, we'd love to have you back, you know, to share other topics. Yeah. So gracias um, por tu tiempo. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. So gracias Chicana and Latina Moms for listening. Um, Les deseamos todo lo mejor. Cuídense and stay tuned for more. Adios. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias. Hola, Chicana and Latina Moms. ¿Cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. Thank you so much for being here. We have a chingona guest speaker. Her name is Marisol Jimenez. Hola, Marisol. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored, honestly. Yeah, no. Well, thank you. Gracias a ti for making the time and, you know, um, being able to say, hey, I want to share my story. It takes a lot. There's a lot of people out there that are not ready, and that's still okay, you know, but when you share a story in a platform that's pretty much, like, recorded, like, throughout the whole world, pretty much. Well, I don't know if some countries don't have Apple Podcasts or whatever, but, um, you know, there this gets recorded in every podcast platform out there, and, and it's just, nice. you throw it out there to the universe, right? Like, you share your story with someone that's going to get touched, so... Thank you for making the time. Um, so, a ver, dinos, tell us, um, who is Marisol Jimenez? So, um, Marisol Jimenez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm born here in Torrance, uh, California. My mother's from Guatemala and my father's from Mexico. Um, both immigrants and um, hardworking, may I add. Yeah. They developed me to be, you know, strong, courageous, um, and just a very, um, I guess, with morals and principles is what I would add. Yeah. Definitely. Um, of course, like any other, I struggled growing up, but definitely um, learned from them to be able to, you know, be where I'm at today. Um, yeah. I have three kids. I'm married. Um, entrepreneur. Um yeah, that's sort of like who I am. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, married 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I've been with my husband for, since I was about 14 years old. Oh, my gosh. That's so, you guys went to school together? or? Um... Yeah, we met at school. We oh. We met at school. That was in high and school, right? No, grade. junior high? Yeah, high school. Oh, high school. We were, I was ninth grade, he was 10th grade. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So it's high school sweethearts. <laughs> yes. And shortly after, had our daughter. Um, like three years later, had our daughter. I was 17 and he was 18. Oh, okay. So you were still in school. You were in high school? Actually, I, I ended up going to a school that kind of like um, prepared, like was fast-paced, I guess you could say. So it was a year-round school. So I graduated a year before, so... Oh, yeah, okay. I got pregnant after school. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Okay, so, and you went to that school because you were pregnant? No, 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 no. Or you I just went? went? Honestly, I went to that school because um, I was kind of a troubled, bad kid. Yeah. And I went to that school because I was 
and it was a probation school. Oh, okay. So it was a probation school, and it was year-round, but it kind of allowed you to do all your credits. Like, you basically Oh, went, yes. Um, okay, I've heard of it, yeah. About, yeah, in a year, you do, like, almost uh, two years' worth of school, basically. Depending how fast you move, um, you're able to do your credits almost immediately. So oh, it was more okay. on your time than it was on, like, school time. Do you get me? Yes. Okay, this is sometimes what they call continuation schools. Yes, that's exactly what I, oh. I was looking for the term in my head. Yes, so continuation school. Oh, okay. So I got out of my high school and got sent there because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing too good. And uh, when I got there, I ended up um, doing well, you know. Like I said, I ended up yeah. graduating a year before. So I graduated at 16 years old. Oh, wow. School. That's good. You know, yeah. this is the thing about, like, because there's a lot of people that I've come across that are like, oh, I am embarrassed to say I went to continue. I'm like, that is not. You still did the work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone's journey is different. <laughs> yeah, everyone's journey is yeah. different. And it doesn't yeah. make and you it less. it was a good journey. That was what? It was a good journey because they kind of molded me. Like, it was uh, pretty tough. Mm-hmm. The, um, the people and then the teachers were not like your your regular teachers. But they were very, they taught me a lot of discipline, and that was, for me, like, the, the head of it, right? Like, um, and that's what kind of pushed me, for sure, to finish school a lot faster. Okay. Yeah, and it was a smaller um, class, right? I mean, like, there's less students, yeah. so. Yeah, it was, like, under 30 or 40 ch- uh, kids in the school. Oh, wow. So very small. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, those are the things that that happened right when you were in high school and obviously you know going to continuation school or even people that say oh I did didn't so didn't do so good with grades in high school at the end of the day that just never define us I mean we develop habits right as we are living life um but you mentioned you're an entrepreneur so tell us about that yeah so um well, I, I was in the corporate world for a really long time. I started off in sales. Um, so I love sales. I love to interact with people. Um, I love, um, I'm a people person, straight up. Like, I love yeah. seeing people smile. I love seeing people through their hardships, whatever. I'm all for it, to be honest with you, because that's what molds us at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I was in corporate, I was in the corporate world. I was excelling. I was doing great. But honestly, like, I really wanted my independence, mainly because of my children. So my husband, um, he started um, his own business as well as, as a personal trainer. And he got to spend a lot of time with my kids. And I envied that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like my kids loved him more than me. I was yeah. like, I was kind of <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, dude, I have to do something to be able to um, also, you know, be able to work from home. And, uh, and yeah. So yeah. I started to do business consulting on the side. And I ended up getting some, some clients. And I built up. I started to do really well for myself, but I still caught myself feeling like I was in corporate America at home because I wasn't able to provide that, like, attention and that that love and, you know, that yeah. I wanted that's the first reason why I even left um, corporate America, you know. So here I am. I'm still not just doing I'm still working for myself. And I figured, like, I needed a little bit more time to me. And it's kind of yeah. contradicting because now I, I, I have another, I, again, I, I joined forces with my husband, so now... He has a personal training, and he mainly does the training, and I do, like, the back end of the business. And we actually recently bought another business, which is a beer and wine market. Okay. And um, we run it, but 
I think from this one is what I really like is that I get to bring my kids to work, you mm-hmm. know, and I can focus on them in and out. And yeah, like it, that for me was like the biggest thing. Like nobody telling me what I could and cannot do with my yeah. kids. And I feel like this, this business was the one that gave me that liberty, you know, um, in the business consulting world, like you still have to be head on focused, business, business, business. You have to go out, you have to do your thing, help these uh, clients of yours and, and I still felt like I was being pulled away from them. Mm. This business is also similar, but not the same. You know, like, yeah. yes, it's mine and everything, but I'm here. I feel like I bring them to work with me. I can work with them um, there. And then I also teach them um, fundamentals of business. I have a, my daughter now is 15 years old, and she works really close to us. Mind you, all three of my kids are also homeschooled. So they all spend oh, okay. all day with me. They do school here at the store, here or at our home. Um, but we basically get to like mold them to what we feel is proper for our children. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we've, we've been with the gym. We've been in business now for eight years. And then with this store that we just bought, it's been a year and a half. Mm-kay. So a lot of good stuff, you know, a lot of good, a lot of obstacles. I love obstacles because again, I always use the word mold. That's, what molds you, you know, everything mm-hmm. gets defined, you go through things for a reason, and, um, and yeah, so that's, that's, I guess, the basics of, like, being an entrepreneur, um, having that liberty, right, and also uh, learning from your mistakes, and, yes. and just learning, period. I love having mentors, that's one of my biggest things, learning from other people, and not just thinking you know it all. Mm, exactly, but, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody has something to offer, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I've, there's not that much to tell as far as being an entrepreneur, in my opinion, because it's just business on your own, you know? Yeah, you no. You still do the same thing as yeah. anybody, right? You show up to work, you work hard, you give it your all. And um, yeah, like, and you excel. Every day is the day to progress. Yes, exactly. So, and I think, you like, having you know, a business, it's like you do work more, right? Like, yeah, in more hours, but just like the, just to know that it's like the freedom of, like, I can choose not to do it and I get in trouble, but at the end of the day, the outcome would not be good and we want the outcome to be good. So we push through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, Okay, so you said eight years. So, so that means you said a beer and wine market. Is it two of them that you own, or just one? One beer and wine market, and then a, a personal training company as well. Oh, okay. So the personal training, uh, what is that exactly? Like, like a gym, or like more of like consulting? Like a gym. So, so what we did. Um, so it's crazy because when COVID happened, like before COVID happened, we were actually looking to expand to get a storefront. Uh-huh. Right, um, to do a, a full blown gym because my husband had been just doing it out of the garage of our home, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, so then you know, 2019, we're over here shopping, looking for a place um, to to do a storefront, and and it just wasn't happening. And I'm like so grateful for God. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because you know, having yeah. a business that's just open to be shut down, it's like, oh my gosh, not good, you know? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it ended up actually working out really well for us. Um, we and somebody that we were gonna invest in that, we ended up actually um, buying the beer and wine market in 2021, 22, sorry. 
okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we we did that. We, uh, my husband remained um, working out of our gym. So the, our our garage is basically converted into a, a gym. So that's where he trains oh. his clients. Oh, okay. So private, like yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's private. Private. Yeah. And I think the max that he'll do is like three to four. But he's basically he basically like it's better off like one on one. That's his. Yes. Like, he loves that. Oh, that's yeah, good. Because he loves building relationships just like I do. So, yeah. So that um that ended up happening, and again we invested the money that we had, and we bought the beer and wine market. Oh, nice. And um, it's been it's been going good. It's been tough. I it's bet. Yeah. Good, you know? I mean, a lot of people say, like, you can't go wrong with beer and, or wine, <laughs> you know, as and long as they don't wrong. abuse it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I had to learn to smack myself in the hand, you know, don't touch me, don't touch me, just for the customers. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's been a good, um, it's a definitely a curve, uh, a curve because, yeah. um, again, we had, um, you know, it was a personal training slash gym. Um, to a beer and wine market, like mm-hmm. it's a huge like. Mind you, I guess we did have a little bit of experience because his mom also owns a market, a small convenience store. Oh, okay. So we had a little bit of like background on that one. So when we purchased this one, it was like, okay, got it. You know, like it's a little bit more complicated because it's a lot bigger. But um, you know, it we did get a lot of like tools tools from there. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because it's not easy. I mean, it, it's scary, right? You need, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, there needs to be that, like, cushion at some extent of, like, some money yeah. to start. And then the fear yeah. of, like, what if it doesn't work? All these negative thoughts start to take over. And sometimes yeah. we're, like, no nos aventamos. And we're, like, um, yeah, it wasn't going to work. But but how do we know that if we didn't try? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Like how, And that's honestly what I, like, live um a lot of my life by like um try even if it's I'm, I'm scared or i have fear in my heart whatever like you're never gonna know the outcome unless you actually try it and i mm-hmm. honestly my biggest thing was when i was pregnant with my daughter that was the biggest thing because i was 17 years old i'm like you mm-hmm. know i have all people telling me their yeah. opinion and what to do and what not to do and, and you know and ultimately i was so scared i'm like dude how do i like overcome this how do i get this and and then, like, I did have, like, support from family and stuff and from my, from my, from my husband. But, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, like, that was the, like, then after that, it's like, you can't fear anything, girl. Yeah. <laughs> after that, it's like, you know, a big step in life. You're super, super young. And if you decide to do it, like, that kind of, like, paves the way for even future, future fears that I had. I was like, do you have a baby really young? Like. You can do anything. <laughs> yes. I, exactly. You, got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was my um my new approach to life was like, um, you know, if you could do this, you can do anything. Like, you know, mm-hmm. baby babies really define um when, like I'll speak for myself. My baby really defined me, you know, and what was gonna be my future and what I was gonna um excel in and what I was gonna let hold me back, right? Yeah. So it like really, really shifted the way that I uh, I did life, and honestly, I'm I'm really grateful I have my daughter, and you know it's led me to where I'm at now. A great relationship with my husband, we have three kids. Um, you know we both um run businesses, and uh, we have help too. So it's it's 
it's beautiful, honestly. And yeah, that's nice. Again, it's overcoming, you know? Yeah, that's really nice to hear because like you said, you know, you were 17 years old. It was, it's scary because yeah, pregnancy is scary. Like they say, tienes un, un pin in, in, on earth and the other one in like heaven because you don't know what's going to happen in between, you know, it's scary. But um, yeah. you're right. I think all of us, you know, um, have been through things in life that have proven to us like a 100% fact that it's like, hey, that fact that you went through is something that you should hold on and, and remember, you know, that yeah. something in the future, you're going to be okay because you were able to prove to yourself. And sometimes we think, como que we're weak, we can't, and it's not true. We're, yeah. we're not weak. And it's okay to break sometimes, you know, we are strong women, yeah, but yeah. it's okay yeah. to sometimes have what I've always said, that ugly cry in the shower, in the car, wherever, because Nos tenemos que desahogar. Si no nos desahogamos, nos vamos yeah. a ahogar, you know? Um, yeah, but and that's huge. That's yeah. really huge that you say that. Because a lot of people, they they try their best to like, oh, I'm going to be strong. But you know what? Being strong also shows your vulnerability. Like, are you able to be vulnerable with yourself, right? Like, yes. that's being strong as well. Because being vulnerable is something that's really hard to do. So that shows strength in it as well. Like, you're able to cry it out. You're able to, like, Cry it out, allow your feelings to go through, and then you know what? And then take the next step forward. Yeah. You know, don't get stuck in it, but take the next step forward. And a lot of people see vulnerability as a sign of weakness. I don't. I feel like that is a huge sign of strength and yes. virtue, honestly, because you're allowing yourself to do these things. And if you're not vulnerable, then honestly, I feel like you miss out on a lot. My, you know, what I see. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, and it's being true to ourselves, you know, as a therapist, when I talk to my clients about boundaries, it's, it's something that you're putting yourself in a vulnerable space for in your life to be able to say, hey, at this point in my life, I'm not going to no longer tolerate, you know, this disrespect. Yeah. That doesn't mean we control everybody, but that just means that, right. you know, setting these boundaries for yourself so that you're able to move on to the next chapter with this confidence of knowing no me voy a dejar you know and yeah. in a very wise yeah. manner tampoco así todo like what they say ratchety you know <laughs> tampoco yeah, así yeah. you know using wisdom but going back to what you were saying as well um you know you being in a space in your life right now where it's so like just like comfortable beautiful safe i say safe because you know being emotionally safe with a partner and in your home is something that most people don't bring to the to the table. What I'm and I'm, I know understand that people go through domestic violence, and it's like, well, it's really hard for me to leave. I understand that, but at some point, there's always that option B to be able to yeah. get that support, to get out of a toxic relationship, empower yourself so that you can bring peace into your life. And you know, it's it's you and your husband meeting halfway to say, hey, let's make this happen together with our business, with our kids, with our marriage. Um, and although obviously marriages and no one's like perfect, nobody is, but we bring the best that we can to the table to make sure that we live a like a good, like, you know, beautiful yeah, life. Right, yeah. 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 Because, yeah. So... Um, when it comes to you and your husband, um, what is 
like that commitment that you guys have uh, that you've discussed maybe if you want to share right or that you can no, say course. about um when it comes to raising your kids what is an agreement that you guys have definitely so embraced one thing for sure and it's funny because ever since we were young like we both worked when we met we were both working individuals i was 14 he was 15 he was working for a limousine company and i was working for a pizza place oh okay and um so we both you know had had money we both worked hard you know we both had money he um yeah we both and one thing that was so crazy that just kind of was like automatically me and him at a very young age we shared money Mm -hmm. like um it it was an odd thing like it was never really discussed but like (laughs) i i like i was happy to like pay for a meal um he was happy to pay for a meal like we were always like um tell you that like in tune with Mm -hmm. that yeah yeah it was never like well this is my money like or you know and as time continued like we both were were very like open with money like i don't think i've ever have had an argument with my husband about money like oh this is mine like yeah that's one thing that i again like we never spoke about it or anything it was just so like organically made (laughs) yeah we immediately like you know had had money and it was never like oh well you better pay for this or no it was just like oh I, i paid this bill or whatever and then when um, when we had a joint account, it was like, oh, the money's there. Like, make sure to pay that. Or like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. It was never like a battle of money. And even up to this day, it's never been a battle of money. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... Um, and I, I think that's my biggest um, advice to people. I know a lot of people are like, well, this is my money. I made this money. Yeah. Um, I... And again, I don't... You know, every, every family is different. That's fine. But for me, that worked so good. Like, I I feel very accomplished that money has never been a problem between yeah. him and I. You know, um, so that that is my biggest thing. Like, um, that's huge. Yeah. And then the way of our children, like, honestly, we both grew up kind of different, but at the same time kind of the same. My father, my, my father mainly was very, um, like, he, okay, so my dad is almost 80 years old. He was born in the 40s. Um, he had me at an older age. He was almost 50 when he had me. Oh, okay. So his demeanor and the way that he approached things was a lot different than, you know, parents nowadays, you know, or like yeah. born in the 60s, you know, 50s or whatever. And my dad was always like, you know, this is the way you do things and this is the way you do things. And honestly, like, a lot of people were like, oh, he's kind of hard. But I felt like, no, like, I liked the, the little bit of rules, not a little bit, but the I like structure, the right? That he did. Yeah, I loved it. Like he, you know, he adored his daughters. Like he had his three of us. Yeah. He always wanted us to look like his little dolls, muñequita, oh. you know, all the time. <laughs> so he always made sure that we were properly dressed. That he always treated us so kindly. Of course, we we needed to get our butts whooped. He also was, you know, firm. And which, again, like, I will always say, I deserved every single one of them, you know? So I feel like, you know, my father was very firm. My mom was very, um, very passive, but very kind and gentle. She was such, she's such a good mother. Mm. Like, she always, um, she was very gentle with us. And she always, she um, she became a Christian later on in her life. And she really tried to implement, like, morals and principles of how we should conduct ourselves. Which I also, I really, really love because she 
she didn't know she was just in she just wasn't like oh this is like how you have to be and then was the exact opposite she yeah so like played the role you know she did she led by example right yeah. and then my husband was um raised in a and with his mom only so you know it was a little bit different he kind of took on a role to be like the big brother he had an, another younger sister so he kind of was like in a sense like the 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 man presence i guess i could say oh, in the okay home. okay uh-huh so he was very like given that role of being a little bit dominant you know oh, okay. and um, when, when me and him got together i could immediately see like he was honestly he reminded me of my dad and a lot of the things oh was, there you go kind of funny. <laughs> that's <laughs> so like, funny i remember kind of like no you are not my dad like, <laughs> relax, you know he's so he's like overprotective <laughs> yeah yeah, oh my god, yes, yes, or protective, just like very, very possessive. I felt like I was like, oh my god, like this guy, you know, and honestly, I loved it because I felt safe. Oh, you know? okay, so it yeah, was good. But even now, like, following like with the children, like, he's very firm in the way that he speaks. I feel like sometimes I could be a little bit passive, so they, they don't sometimes take me serious, and I really, really dislike that, but. Something, you know, that I feel like I may lack that he definitely brings to the table, you know? Yeah. And my kid, he's an amazing father. Like, you know, it took us a while because we were so young. It took us a while to kind of get into the form that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were kids growing up to, you know, even having a daughter at a really young age. But we struggled a lot in our relationship, like the first, like, six, seven years where... You know, we would argue a lot, we would fight a lot, and we were just trying to find a position um, in the home, you know, like, yeah. who they would, like, you know, and so that was, like, a, a big struggle, but honestly, like, I always tell people, like, I I look back at it, and I and I appreciate that struggle, because honestly, yes. like, all the, like, the hurt and the verbiages, the, the exchanges of words that were said, like, they were hurtful, but... Now, because we're not like that, I just appreciate our relationship so much more mm-hmm. because we were both able to grow out of that hurt, right? Yeah, we that's to, good. To really mend the relationship, really become vulnerable with each other in order for both of us to be like, hey, is this going to work out or not? Yeah. And then when we kind of found our common ground and we started to see like, all right, hey, like we got this. Like, hey, like my husband was like, hey, you know, I think like we're in a really good place now. I'm like, can I have another baby? And I was like, oh. Oh my okay. god! You're like yeah, sure. Was like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I was like okay. Like you know, I, I always admired him as a father because again, like me and him probably didn't have the best relationship and we struggled. That never took away from the the father that he was. Like he yeah. was a present father, a loving father, and and I always thought to myself like because he is the way that he is, he deserves children. In my head, I always thought to myself like so if he were to, if we were to be in a good place, and he would ever ask me like can I have another baby like. I'd be like, oh, yes, you can, you know? Yeah, Here you go. you're funny. You know? yeah. and, <laughs> and that's kind of like how it went down. Like, I realized <laughs> that we were in this good, safe, peaceful place and that we, I saw the growth between the both of us. So when it came to it, um, it was so funny the way that he asked me. He was like, hey, like, can we have another baby? And so happened that we were going to one of my sister's house and he's like, hey, Laura, like, tell your sister, like, this is a great time to have another baby. My oh, my like, God. Yeah, so this is perfect. <laughs> Like, really, like, and honestly, like, within that month, I was pregnant. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> That's so funny. So happy he wasn't day. joking. <laughs> he was not. Like, I was like, wow, this was fast. I thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to get some time to process this video. And he was like, ah, no, here, here you go, girl. <laughs> go have my baby. Here's your blessing. <laughs> here you are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Be blessed, you know? Yes. So it was, um, it was a wonderful thing. It was a beautiful thing. I was so um, excited because um, we had waited a, a, a little over a year to, I mean, six years, sorry. Oh, okay. To, um, to have another baby. And again, we didn't want to bring another baby into the world because, you know, we weren't in our, in our right place, you know? Yeah. And we had our daughter that, you know, she had to see a lot of that stuff, a lot of the arguing, a lot of the, um, you know, the... Yeah. The oldest, I don't say right? The because, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to say hate, but you know, it was a lot of dysfunctional. There you go. A lot of dysfunction that happened in the home, you know, and her being present. And she's still so grateful. You know, my daughter, like I said, she just turned 15 last week on Saturday, actually, on the 10th. Oh, nice. We celebrated her quinceanera. Oh, how cool. And, you know, yeah, we threw this big old party for her. And, you know, I always, I look at her and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, besides. Everything that, you know, her and her father, her, um, me and her, her father went through, like, she still turned out to be this amazing young lady. And um, I just appreciate her so much. Like, I have I, this tenderness for her. Like, yeah. I know it's my daughter and you do have that. But when your children go through things that they go through and they still manage to mm-hmm. not allow that to affect them in a negative way, yeah. you carry a different respect. You know, and I feel like I, I have that respect for her because she could have easily been like, you know what, you and my, you know, you're my dad and you always argued and you guys were, you know, bad um, individuals to each other. And I'm going to be this way because I saw that. Yeah. You know, like, like fire to your flame, you know? Yeah. And also, I mean, she's all, I mean, the reason she also was not able to get there is because she grew up with you guys right in a way and yeah. she saw yeah. like you said the the negative but she also saw the growth and that shift that breakthrough yeah. of making yeah. things happen so yeah that's awesome it, it, it was a turning point which is now um again like it's um i we decided as that things were like going really good we decided that we were gonna get married like it was so crazy like it was just out of nowhere like um I actually remember it vividly. It was a Thursday, and um, yeah, I came to my job, and there was there was a Taco Bell across the street. He's like, "Hey, like, let's go get some Taco Bell." I'm like, "Sure, okay, whatever." So we went to go eat, and then the hot sauce. You know how it always has like little like oh like, yeah um things on uh-huh. it. So the hot sauce said, "Will you marry me?" So he passes the hot sauce to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I chuckled about it because I thought it was so funny, you know, and I didn't take it anything serious. I just thought it was funny. And he's like, hey, well, like, you know, like, I'm serious. Like, will you? And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, my God. A Taco Bell sauce. Hey, that's creative. That's creative. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, will you? And I'm like, yes, of course. Like, definitely. So it was like, happy moment. You were super happy. And then I was like, okay, well, we'll plan it out. And then that following, like, Sunday, I remember we, we went to church and we, we spoke to our pastor and we're like, hey, you know, we're trying to get married. And he was like, okay. He's like, well, I'll marry you guys, but you have to go through, like, these classes with me so that, you know, you understand what marriage is and it's not just you guys are tying the knot and then you're on your own. You know, yeah. we want to make sure that this relationship is going to be molded into something more than just, you know, I'm together. 
Oh, good. So, yes, we went to a few classes with them, and it was awesome. It was amazing, honestly. Like, we're, like, I, I, um, we're Christian, so, you know, we, we um, try to qualify by that. And, That's and, nice. Um, yeah, so, you know, and then we went through the classes, and one Sunday he wakes up and he's like, hey, what's your day off? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be off on, on and off. This Thursday I'll be off. I'm like, all right, well, uh, can we just go get married already? Because I don't want to wait till the actual big wedding. Oh, like, my oh. God. Like, okay, like. <laughs> We went and got married that Thursday, and that was, like, the the shifting point of, like, when he was like, hey, can you have my baby? Like, oh! oh. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah we got this. We got A, B, C, D, knowing. <laughs> yeah. So, it was, you know, again, like, the... the I always, I always encourage couples, like, you know, you're always going to go through your trials and tribulations. That's normal. Yes, like, honestly, most definitely. You come out of them. You know, come out of them the way you handle them, the way you, you know, you got to face it, right? Like, <clears throat> like, because I, 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 I get broken hearted a lot by a lot of couples in these days that I feel like they could have made it, you know, and yes. they choose to just not yeah. continue. And they enter into another relationship, not understanding that every relationship is going to have a, a hardship. Oh, it's yeah. Just, that's just part of growth, mm-hmm. you know? So here you are, like, I, I had a, you know, I've seen uh, relationships that I've rude for so much. I'm like, this can happen. Like, it's normal to go through the problems, you know, but make it normal to also find a solution. Mm-hmm. Make it normal to also, like, thrive to be better. Like, every hardship, you should come out of there with a lesson and ready to tackle another thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and let there be growth from it. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, every, yeah. Marriages are not... You know, relationships are not easy, and yes, normalizing it and making sure that, um, you know, we say, okay, well, is there something we can do? Because also, whatever we talked about relationships, be careful who you share your marriage like issues with because there's instigators that are not happy with their life or yeah. their own marriage and they'll try to tell you like I just déjalo déjalo yeah. um you know so it's kind of like okay well si te está diciendo porque te está pegando entonces ahí pues es diferente you know but at the yeah it's different yeah pero ya cuando es algo que you know maybe it's just the the need of like saying sorry you know between just you two then it's it's different, right? There's no third. Yeah, Como dicen, yeah, casa yeah. dos, no casado, no casa tres. No, <laughs> casa dos. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Son dos personas that are involved, you know? And yeah, that's, that's actually really good. Like the, the, las amistades que uno tiene. Mm-hmm. Es muy importante, for sure. Yes. Um, and I, what's that saying? Like, look around the five people, like, that are around you, mm-hmm. and you will mold and be like them because they're the ones that you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. You know, and it is true. Keep you have to be very wise about um, the company that you keep. That's one of my biggest takeaways with my daughter and my kids. Like, not everybody is your friend just because they smile at you and tell you, "Hey, how are you?" No, like get to know people. Relationship building is an actual task at hand. Mm-hmm. Like getting to know them, understanding where they come from. You know, like that getting to know and that's building relationship and then that's how you become friends and then you know like even friends can become family but you know it's not just anybody that comes your way and it's nice to you that doesn't make them your friend you know Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to put in the time and the effort to understand the people that you're surrounding yourself with so really see because i always feel like everybody is a valuable person right everybody has value everybody has something great to give 
But you don't yes. want to go around giving that to everybody when it's not reciprocated. Exactly. You know? Yes. So that stuff matters so much. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things definitely that I share with my children all the time. Like, be cautious. And even you, like, even be cautious with yourself and the things that you do, the actions that you do, because they're going to mm-hmm. be the ones that define you as well. You know, I'm, I could be telling you to be careful from the world out there, but then what are you also giving out there? Yes. Yeah, you know? That's, yeah. Like, are you being a valuable and honorable person? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's huge for me. I always tell my kids that, like, you know, be careful with the things that you say. Watch your mouth, you know, and be kind. But, again, like, I can say all of these things. I always tell them, I can tell you all of these things. I can teach you all I want. But at the end of the day, you're going to do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to make your decisions. You're going to choose to do what's best for, you know, Jeff or Jeremiah. Like, you guys are going to choose that. So, you know, the best thing that I could do is, is try to teach you and you guys go from there. But, you know, those are those are really good lessons, I feel, that, um, you know, children in general need to understand. And mm-hmm. I feel like right now it's too open to the public to be like, oh, I could be whatever. I could do whatever I can. No, like, you have to be a selfless person. Selfishness is not... It's not the thing, you know? Yeah. It's not a thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a boundary on that. Yeah, because, you know, the way we raise our kids, the way we run our business, it's a, you know, somewhat yeah. of reflection, yeah, of, of us. And, you know, yeah. being careful. Yes, you know, I always grew up here. My mom, no le digas a nadie lo tu, tus finanzas, right? And, um, and your, tus metas porque se echan a perder, kind of thing. Because la envidia. Of course, it's true. Yeah. Si existe la envidia. You can you know, share with someone that you thought was really going to be happy for your successes. And then you notice their facial expressions, how uncomfortable they are with your success, but they can have the same, but they don't do anything. Yeah. And that's out of your hands. Yeah. Right. Cause that happens yeah, a right. lot, unfortunately, but, pero hay que seguirle, you know, echándole ganas, como dice, poniéndonos las pilas para triunfar y para ser un ejemplo, right, for our kids and for those around us because yeah. there's people that are not going to tell us, like, you know, like, oh, my God, you ch- you helped me. Or sometimes they are, and, and, it, and it's cool. But we're all living leaving an impact in this world. So the other thing I want to ask you is, like, what are some two or three um, takeaways, some advice that you can share um, to the listeners? I I would really say is learn from other people's experiences. You don't have to experience everything yourself for the first time. Mm-hmm. That was a huge one for me. Like that's why it's important to have mentors, people um, that are that are genuinely interested in your well-being. Learn from them. Understand why you know they did what they did and their outcome. Yeah, that's the, one of the main, main ones. Is please learn from other people's experiences. Understand what they've gone through so that you yourself don't have to go through it. Mm, you know, and maybe yes. your outcome could be different, but really examine, examine your situation. And if you can learn it from someone else rather than like, well, I'm going to see how it goes and I'm going to learn from myself. Sometimes not everything should be that way. Yeah. Not everything. Not every experience should be like that. Because I think I would have saved myself a lot of trouble had I listened to a few advices from my mentors. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thing is watch what you say. Watch the words that come out of your mouth. Because somehow, some way, you're being accounted by it. Let it be somebody that overheard. 
there'll be someone that you're saying it to. Um, but always, always think twice. Don't speak in anger and watch what you say. Mm. Because somehow, some way, mm-hmm. those words will come right back to you. Let it be good. Let it be bad. But just, you know, watch, yeah. your, watch your words. Be wise with your words. You know, your tongue is one of the most powerful vessels on you. Mm-hmm. You can harm. It says you can kill and destroy. And you can make beauty come out of it. Honey can rotate out of there. You know, yeah. honey can be great, you know. But, yeah, those are, like, my um, my go-to things, you know. And um, the, the third one I'll add, you know, um, and I should have actually been the first. But, again, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Um you know, yes. the morals and principles that he let out, um, they're hard to live by, but they're very rewarding. Yes. Um, and I I live by those. Um, I try because, you know, we all fall short, but try my best. And, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I try to live by. Yeah, the faith, right? And, yeah. you know, I... And that's really important because, you know, our ancestors, you know, way back in yeah. in the days, um, what kept them going was their faith. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to las cosas naturales and hierbas to kind of help with their health physically, but when it came to yeah. emotional and like the mental health, it was la fe. La fe, yeah. you know, because back then there was no therapists, you know, eran curanderos or... Yeah. You know, like the wise that were the elderly that gave that wisdom to the younger generation. So, yeah, that's really beautiful. I admire you and you're a chingona for sure. And, you know, yeah, thank you for sharing your story, your heart and your knowledge about this, because, you know, I'm sure there's a listener out there that can totally relate, you know, to your story. And I can relate yeah. to your story, you know, and, and understanding that, you know, as Chicana Latinas, like, we all grew up seeing a way of how our parents, you know, were. Um, mm-hmm. has it's pros and cons for sure. But either yeah, way, sure. you know, from conflict, we do grow, right? We do grow out of yeah, being uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, pero nos da miedo to be there, but it's okay. Like that leap of faith kind yeah. of thing, right? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but thank you, Marisol, uh, so much for no, your time. thank you. I wanted to add to you as well. Thank you so much for what you do. You know, oh, um, thank you. honestly, like seeing your, your page and finding you, I was like, oh my goodness, girl. Like, <laughs> I was so um, intrigued by you. Oh. So, um, yeah, like, I, 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 I admired you immediately. Oh, again, thank like, you. Like, the, the the name alone, like it, it can carry bad to certain people, you know. But the boldness yeah. behind it and being able to be like, no, this is what I choose, and I'm gonna stick my gun to yes. it, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna find my chingonas, you know. Yes. Like, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna <laughs> see what what impact I can do, what where what imprint I can leave to the world. That's what you're doing. Oh, and thank that, you. And that's what makes you the ultimate chingona, you know. Cause you're out there. <laughs> 13, you're using your time to make sure that you're out there and that you're able to give a voice to those that want to give a voice, you know, yeah. and then they just don't have that platform, right? Yes. So kudos to you. I'm as proud as you as, like, <laughs> you got a fan. Oh, you thank you. And, um, I'm, 
I'm very grateful and honored to be on your page and to be on your podcast. Um, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for this opportunity. I, it, it means the world to me. I don't, oh, I don't, you're I, very I, welcome. I don't think you understand. Oh. And, um, yeah, and then if there's anything that I could do for you, please, you have my information. I am more than honored to do it for you i'm here to serve you as well oh thank you so much marisol with all my heart i appreciate your kind words and you know i think this is why i you know believe in god right and and i think we all cross paths for reasons and of course you have my support yeah. in whichever way i can help you and um because unidas queremos cambio right to be able to Yes. impact this and yes it's interesting you said that because there's times where I think what is my purpose in this world and I think I want to leave an imprint to I say at least yeah. I meet I touched hearts and you saying that I feel like God telling you using you to like remind me like that's exactly yeah. what it is so I appreciate you yeah. everything um you know happens for a reason and so Yes. yes, you definitely have my support. Anything I can help you with. So, gracias por tu amistad y tu consideración. So, thank you, Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast listeners hey. for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more. And I will leave Marisol's um, Instagram name and information. And, yeah, cuídense. Que Dios las bendiga. Adios. Yeah, and God bless. Bye.